0: At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
1: Pika da beacons Pika da beacons Pika up, pika! ah yes i love the spanish call dave comes through with the audio <laughs> welcome back Steeler fans to another episode of the steelers Free. what a great way I, I love those guys are so passionate uh just my kids walk around the house my wife hates it they go pick it up pick it so all right welcome back to another steelers preview i'm jeff hartman of behind the steel curtain joining me as always dave schofield what's up dave
2: Uh, Not much, Jeff. Good to see you again. Uh, Ready to talk some Steelers and whatever you questions you ask, I guess
3: we have to talk about it.
1: We will. I I will. This is my ship. We will get to the destination. I promise. Brian, (laughs) what's up, Brian?
3: Oh, man, I'm having a great week. I'm on. An episode of Let's Ride this week, mm. and the Steelers brought back Matt Canada for another year. And I've been telling you for months <laughs> that they need to retain this guy. So-
2: <laughs> wait a second, does this mean there's gonna be three straight podcasts yeah. of Brian Andy Davis? Oh, we yeah. are going yeah. right, yeah, because it'll be it'll be preview, like, it'll be let's ride, yeah. it'll be it'll be uh yeah. uh here we go. Man, that's,
1: that's bad overload. <laughs> Just ask my wife and kids. They've faced <laughs> that bad overload. I've met your wife and kids. They would agree. Okay. <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh-huh. do this old school. Normally, sometimes I am, uh, you know, all over the map with how we start the show. We're going to talk about Matt Canada. We'll get there. But we want to start about some news first. I want to get your thoughts on Brian Flores. This came out Thursday afternoon. Uh, He's going to be interviewed for another defensive coordinator position. And this one's with the Atlanta Falcons. He did interview, or at least the Steelers allowed him to interview for the Cleveland job, and they chose Jim Schwartz instead. Um, Folks need to remember this. The litigation against the National Football League was not dropped. It was not settled. It is still ongoing. Uh, But, Dave, what do you think about Flores potentially leaving?
2: I think it's more likely if he gets a head coaching job. I don't know If he would, would he want to move into a coordinator job, um, knowing that he's going to be ultimately looking for a head coaching job the next year? Do you want to move into it for one year? I mean, Mike Tomlin moved into it for one year before he came to the Steelers. It's something you got to think about. Um, You know obviously if it's a head coaching job, it's completely different. And I have no problem with him choosing to go. If that's the case, if it's a coordinator job, as long as he's not going to, to to Cleveland, I I guess it's not terrible.
3: Okay. Brian thoughts on Flores. I think if you're Brian Flores, you've got to ask yourself one question. Why am I being interviewed? And do I have a legitimate shot? Because that's why there's litigation right now. Um, If I'm Brian Flores, I'm looking at the big picture and the first part of the big picture is where are the Pittsburgh Steelers going? And if he feels like the Pittsburgh Steelers are going up and there's a reason to stay and there's a reason to have loyalty to Mike Tomlin for bringing him in, he knows that if they have a good season next year, that he's probably on a short list for head coaches all over, but you don't turn down interviews anywhere. You, I mean, if you're getting a defensive coordinator interview, you take it, you see what's out there, you see what they're saying, and you bring it back. And you make that decision for what's best for you and your family, and then you take other things into consideration. Because in this league, you can bet on yourself as a coach a whole lot easier by waiting one more year for that right job. Because if you take the right, wrong job, and I'm talking guys like Todd Haley, who went into a situation where he wasn't ready, if he would have stuck around, he might have been in better situations, but he went to the Chiefs and he fell flat on his face. You might have situations that just don't take a job because it's being offered to you like a Jets job. If the Jets is the only job that I'm being offered, I'm running away from it because it's, it's a place where guys go careers go to die as head coaches or the Washington, the Washington commanders. That's another place, you know, it's a, it's a job, but I'd rather stay in one spot where I could look for the best possible position while stay in a great position. than just take the job. It's like, if you're a chef, And you, uh, there's a five-star restaurant that you'd love to get in New York city, but for the meantime, you just want to be a chef somewhere and you decide to go ahead and take a job at the Western steer, you know, you know, that's not doing anything for your career.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit, Brian, based on the fact that Brian Flores, there were a lot of people that thought that this guy was going to get blackballed by the league and you, you you sue the league and accuse all these teams of doing all these wrongful things whether it is the Miami Dolphins and the shenanigans they did and they pulled with Tom Brady and Sean Payton that did happen by the way <laughs> hate that guy anyways um or if it's with the Denver Broncos and the them showing up drunk to an interview t- not taking it serious i mean these are damning statements that he made about the National Football League. I kind of feel like even if it were a team like the Houston Texans, now the Houston Texans are low right now, but they, their future could be bright considering the draft capital they have accrued with the Deshaun Watson trade. You got to take that job. I know that's not a good spot in terms of, in your analogy, the the chef and the restaurant where you might be going, but. You got to take that job. You don't know if you're going to get another chance, right? Like, you don't know if you're going to get another chance to be a head coach in the National Football League. There's only 32 of these jobs. And if, if someone is willing to offer you that, and for him, there's not 32 because Miami's not hiring him. Denver's not hiring him. So now there's only 30. Pittsburgh's not looking for a new coach, although a lot of people would like them to new England. You can see what I'm going with and the giants too. Yeah, I I get right. Yeah. So I mean, that's just my thoughts, Dave. What do you think?
2: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's only 32 of them in the world that have that job as a head coach. So sometimes, you know, if it's really tough because I, I kind of get what Brian's saying is if you take the wrong job, and that's your one shot, your one opportunity. That then it could then then it could completely backfire on you. You're not going to get a chance again. But then if you don't take that opportunity, who's to say you'll ever get an opportunity somewhere else? It's a delicate balance. It really is. So, uh, to me, I I think he has appreciation for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they. They offered him a position when others wouldn't. When it was at the bad, he better the, the, have an appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. So the it's Pittsburgh so teams. trust me, it's not that he has any problems with Pittsburgh, but at the same time, you can't fault a guy for for wanting to move up, even if it even if it is right. one of those other other franchises that might not be in the best position right now.
3: Go ahead, Brian. Let me just amend this too. Let's take head coach off the table.
2: Okay because okay.
3: I completely agree if you okay, go yeah. and become uh, a head coach coordinator probably, I get what you are that makes
2: more sense a lot more sense yes. now I
3: get what you're saying yeah that's good for for DC I think that's a a, a different situation you're right I mean mm-hmm. you, you still need to take the Texans job and I love that you said that and I love that you guys disagreed with me on it too mm-hmm. because that's I mean this is something that needs to be discussed I I think when you guys just talked about the appreciation for the Pittsburgh Steelers I think that comes in to a well, a lot of play if it's just a defensive coordinator role.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. He might've gone on that interview in Cleveland and we don't know. He could have sat there and and listened to Kevin Stefanski and the clowns that they have up there in Cleveland, the mistake by the lake. And he could have left that interview saying, even if they offer me this job, I'm not taking it. I don't want any part of that, that coaching staff. I don't want to be there. I'd rather stay in Pittsburgh for another year than go there. Then that I could see, but a head coaching job, Okay, enough Flores talk. Let's talk about the fact this was news that we covered, Dave covered today for the website, uh, behindthesteelcurtain.com. Make sure you check that out. And it was all about that the, the NFL announced the five teams that will be playing international games in 2023. And much to the dismay of Art Rooney II, who has very publicly stated that he wants the Steelers to play in Mexico because there is such a strong contingent of Steeler faithful in Mexico. and. The Steelers get eight home games this year because the NFC nine. travel. I'm sorry, nine. The NFC travels to the uh, AFC location for that 17th game. And it, they're not. They are. They are playing some opponents that are going to be playing overseas games. Jacksonville, New England, I saw. But they're not going to be playing Pittsburgh overseas. There's no international games. Dave, does that disappoint you? or Are you happy that the Steelers are staying stateside?
2: Well, to me, as someone who I wouldn't be able to watch them internationally in person, I like the notion of them not having to travel as far. Now, I want to clean up a couple things because I, I I did the article. They named these five teams. They didn't come out and say they were the home teams, but they're the home teams. Why else would you announce these teams? And the NFL has started, you know, they started this in, in 2021 when they went to 17 games that it's the conference that has the extra home game that will have all but one of the international games be their home game. And the, the other one is because the Jacksonville Jaguars are always taking a home game in London. That's what they agreed to. That's what they asked for. That's what they want. There is no game in Mexico this year. That's the one thing. So if this, if, if Steeler fans are like, oh, the, no Mexico game, there is no Mexico game because they're, they are making uh, what's, uh, renovations to the stadium there. So there is nobody playing in Mexico this year. So for that reason, maybe it's better if the Steelers are wanting to play in Mexico that that it's not this year but because damn. there could be no Mexico. And if they or are they going to make them have to play international two years in a row? Probably not. So maybe that's better in the long run. And if and if the Steelers are going to play anywhere international, I would like to see that in Mexico. I want to hear the Spanish announcers <laughs> <Alters> even more <laughs> and everything else. I yeah, you know, getting get Najee Harris down there with all that. And it's honestly it's not it you're not crossing as many time zones because you know it's you're going you're going more south. Obviously, you're also going west, but you're, like I said, not crossing as many time zones, which could mess with everything um, as the season goes on. So that's ultimately how I feel about it. And the reason that I that I said that about the home teams is the Steelers do play three of those teams that have games international, but they're all scheduled to be at Accra stadium. They're all in Pittsburgh. And from my understanding, the Steelers lease isn't for eight regular season home games, at least in the past, their lease with the stadium was for 10 games between preseason and regular season. So if that, if you have, if the Steelers still have that lease, then they can't be a home team going away and giving up that game. So maybe next year on a team that they're playing, um, maybe one of their nfc opponents will be put down in mexico and the steelers can be the away team for that one
1: brian what are your thoughts on the international game and the steelers not being in one this year i
3: have no problem with it i think it's uh actually cool i i love the idea of them being there i know how much it upsets the apple cart and you know it, it puts the uh I mean, travel's tough, and I remember just that debacle 10 years ago when they played the Minnesota Vikings in uh, in England, but I would love to go internationally and see that game. My gosh, if they play in Mexico, I'm going to do everything I can to uh, get down there. I think that would be just absolutely fabulous to be there. Those fans are incredible. The uh, – down there they really they really do take to the Steelers and I, I think that's fantastic I'm going to go ahead and uh this is not my trivia question but when was the only time the Pittsburgh Steelers played in Mexico City oh the,
2: uh, uh that preseason game but what season was it it wasn't even the most recent because in the played, 90s wasn't it because they played a preseason game in Toronto at one point but it, no it was in the 2000s but I don't think it yeah. was in the 2010s was it it was
3: two thousand one against the Indianapolis Colts. Really, yeah, two thousand one? Oh, preseason? Well, yes. Yeah, it was preseason. They've never played uh, in Mexico in the never regular season. A game, but well, like,
2: but but like someone said in the live chat, if the Steelers are the away team when they go to Mexico, that's like giving them another home game.
3: Yeah, that's
1: you know, because hey, that's not the, yeah. hey, their fault. But part. that's
2: what it is with all however many yeah. places the Steelers play. Yeah, that's but it's not yeah. you know, their fault.
3: They they were the they were the away team. Mm-hmm. Against the Minnesota Vikings, and they were it the home team there.
1: Yeah. How many regular? I don't know the answer. This. this is not trivia. Jeff doesn't do trivia. Um, <laughs> how many regular season international games have the Steelers played? I mean, I know the Vikings game in London. I think that's uh, only so regular season. Is man. that the only regular season game they've played internationally? That's yes, all I know
3: of. To to my knowledge, uh, they've never played in Toronto as far as a regular season game. Yeah, because they played the
2: preseason, right?
3: Yeah. Now we've seen yeah. them in Barcelona against the San Francisco 49ers in like 92 or they were in Ireland they were in Ireland in in 97 against the bears one of their first preseason games of course Mexico City they played a few times in Toronto mm-hmm. um but never never really the only time they played in England was a regular season game if i'm not mistaken and
1: that was 2013 yes cuz that was the O no and four, four start Greg Jennings catching a touchdown pass. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was playing Le'Ve- in a
2: golf tournament, listening to
1: it on the radio. Lady on bells. First career touchdown was in
3: there. Yes. Game. You yeah. know, I have friends that, uh, they're practically family that live in England. They sent me a mini helmet of the, uh, game in England with the two helmets on there. They had the, they sent me a scarf because scarves are big, um, yeah. in, uh, European football, and they, they sent me programs. They sent me so much cool stuff. And it, they love when uh, these teams come over there. They, they flock there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, no Steelers. I want to ask you all, um, you know what? We'll do it for next week. I've literally been putting this topic off for like three weeks. I'll do it next week. Let's talk <laughs> about Matt Canada. You know, Matt Canada comes back and Steelers fans start freaking out. And those of us on this show, I've talked to all of you individually, I've had you on my podcast. We talk all the time on our Slack channel. None of us were shocked by this. Noise. Come on, Jeff. What? It was the perfect setup what? to say individually and collectively. No, oh, yeah. Well, I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not Mike Tomlin. But you're right. I could have said that. None of us were surprised when they retained that Canada. I go on Twitter that evening when they make it official where Bert Lawton says he will be back. This is not Jerry, Jerry Dulac old Jer-Bear tweeting out what he thinks from his sources and this isn't Mark Kabali of the Athletics saying that everything's being held up because Mike Tomlin has a personal matter to attend to no this is Bert Lawton saying he'll be back and Twitter is ablaze with Steelers hate oh my gosh I can't believe it and I said are you all really shocked about this because I'm not Dave you weren't shocked right no exactly.
2: I was not shocked Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I started to have a big change of heart about everything Tuesday. And here, if you don't mind me telling the story, here's why. Because I'm looking more into stuff. Jeffrey is throwing crazy numbers in the Slack channel that he then turned into a fantastic cutting room floor podcast podcast. Perfect for a stat geek like me that he had on Tuesday. Absolutely loved it. If you haven't caught that, go listen to it because people that are trying to say that the Steelers offense is a dumpster fire, you need to listen to Jeffrey's podcast because you are, then you don't understand what teams are trying to do in the NFL. Um, Although everyone's like thinks that it's all about, you got to score 50 points in order to win. You don't. And some of the best teams in the NFL right now are proving that you don't. So, I, but with, with all that going on and I was looking and Jeffrey and I were doing our vertex that came out on Thursday today about the Steelers run game and the schemes that they had going there and how it improved over the second half. I'm digging into all these stats and I'm looking at the Steelers run game and I'm like, wow, this is really getting going. Wow, this really does have a lot to do with what Matt Canada was scheming. And then there was the report that Mike Tomlin wanted Byron Leftwich as his coordinator. Now, I've always been a big Byron Leftwich fan. When I was asked last year, the year before, whenever it was, I don't remember, who would you want as a a head coach if Mike Tomlin stepped away? That was my guy. That's who I said. But when I started, then I started looking at Leftwich, and I started looking at how bad the rushing attack has been where he's been the offensive coordinator. The passing game has been great. But they had no run, r- rushing attack. Look at it again this year in Tampa. Terrible, terrible run game for various reasons. And I started to actually get a little bit scared. And I started to ask myself, if I could only choose one or the other, which is a shame if that's what you have to do, give me the run game. So that's when I was more like, I don't know that I'd really want to step away from that Canada. But man, oh man, if they could, if they could add some passing game attack coordinator assistant offensive person of football that would be fantastic I don't know for sure that they will but a lot of teams have have um, run game quarter coordinator pass game coordinators that are official the Steelers have them they just don't announce them as official titles so I was starting to warm more on the idea of Matt Canada I'm like It's a lot easier in today's NFL to bring your passing game along. If you have a good run game to to lean on, if you're trying to do nothing but, but pass and it's not perfect, it's not like the run game is going to start to take off after that. So that's just my opinion. So I started to warm up on that on Tuesday. So when I was heard, he was coming back. Part of me is like, man, I wish they could have somebody better. But then part of me was starting to think about, man, could they actually put someone in there that would even be worse? And that was me living in my fears.
1: All right, Brian, you were the uh, guy that did not want this news to happen and it did. What was your thoughts?
3: I, when it happened, when I found out for sure, it's just like, all right, pass the milk. You know, I, I, that's what happened because you said, look, none of us are shocked. And the reason none of us are shocked, we saw this with Randy Feetner, Randy Feetner. If you put, Randy Feetner up against Matt Canada. I tell you what, I'm still taking Matt Canada at that point because I thought, Randy, they might have had more 30-point games. They might have done better things. In some instances, I just thought he was a complete dumpster fire and he was not set to be there. When you think about the fact that there's a little bit of a progression and you don't want to go ahead and upset things from year one to year two with Kenny Pickett. I could buy into that. I could understand that when you know that the Steelers typically don't like to fire a guy and will let them just have the contract expire. This kind of, and this is something Dave's been a champion of and talked about has talked about for a long time. He talked about it with Randy Featon too. When, when you think about that, you're like, all right, it all, it all falls into place. But one thing that, we talk about tomorrow on here we go. The Steelers show with KT Smith is the fact that this is it for Matt Canada. And a lot of you really want to root for Matt Canada to get a new contract because if Matt Canada gets a new contract, it means that they have a boom year on offense because another subpar or another ho-hum year, he's gone. So this is this is basically it. This is the this is the final year of the experiment. Because the experiment either becomes over and he's entrenched and he's the guy because the team is having success or you're done with him. He's gone and you start over again. Which one are you guys going to choose? Each and every one of us are going to choose Matt Canada getting a new contract because that means they have a fantastic year.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, the everyone, fan base, uh, whether social media, here in the live chat, doesn't matter. Everyone had their has made their thoughts and feelings about Matt Canada very clear. And whether you think that he could be back and be okay, whether you think that he should be gone, which a lot of people do, I get it. The one thing I didn't understand was the sentiment that if Kenny Pickett somehow was given – his two cents on the deal, like that, he shouldn't have that. There was a, a large sentiment, especially on Twitter, that said that Kenny Pickett's not experienced enough to be able to have a say. Well, the fact that he was your first round draft pick, the fact that he came in in halftime of week four, the fact that he is going to be your quarterback next year, he should have a say in this. Should he have the final say? No. But should he have a say? Absolutely. And everything you've heard from Kenny Pickett, who? is very media savvy already as a rookie. I, I'm going to give him credit for that. He, he speaks well. He doesn't. He's not the Ben Roethlisberger that'll throw those little slides in there. He just kind of just plays it straight. Uh, for me, I mean, I listen to Kenny Pickett on Cam Hayward's podcast. I know he did an interview with Dale Lawley on Steelers.com. I haven't checked that out yet. And he talked about how he was excited for 2023 and working with Matt Canada. And they they think that they can build upon the success they saw late in the season. Dave, when you heard that Kenny Pickett could, which was just rumor, by the way, you okay with that? Or did you think that it was going to be like, hey, that's not anything Kenny Pickett should really have any say in?
2: Well, I actually had somebody email me about this and ask the question, and I gave a brief response where I said, if the team knows that they want to move on from Canada, they move on from Canada. If the team knows they want to stay with Canada, they stay with Canada. If the team is like, well, should we really do this this year then you then you look for for more information i mean i'll give you brian anthony davis um well no i should say bad because this is more this is more bad than than, than brian davis um example if 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 it's if it's if it's 1:45 a.m. and you're sitting at the bar and you look over and you know cuz it's not 2 a.m. yet and 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 you see somebody and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to her, you know, you go talk to her. If you see someone, you're like, man, I'm not sure I'm going to go talk to her. I don't, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do that. Then you don't. But then if you look, you like, well, it's getting close to 2 a.m. Should I go talk? hey, guys, what do you think of that girl over there? That's what you do. That's and Kenny Pickett, Jeff's infamous frat boy. That's who you ask. You're going to ask someone who their opinion actually matters with everything. But if you're if you're indecisive, then you then you ask your ask your quarterback, to bring in the information. If you know, because you don't want to do it if you're pretty certain, if you're fairly certain you're going to let him go, and you ask the quarterback and he says no, I want to keep him, and then you still let him go. What did that just tell your quarterback? So you only bring that that into the equation is if you're is if you really need help making the actual decision. And I have a feeling
1: the Steelers made the decision on their own before they had to do that. Do you all you all see it too, right? The the frat boy, Kenny Pickett, frat boy. Do you all see it right? Only because you talk about
2: it and he wears the hat backwards and, yeah.
1: all the time in interviews. He has the flow that you know he's got the longer hair. Um, his favorite movie is wedding crashers. His favorite food is Buffalo chicken quesadillas. And that's why they call him quesadilla Kenny on what Yin's talking about. Uh, he did. He's a frat guy. He He's a frat boy and that's fine. That was a frat guy. There's nothing wrong with that. I think so Brian was a too. frat guy too. So, Baby I didn't owner. have to pay no. for my friends. I was good. Uh, you don't pay for baby. No. <laughs> Hold here. on. No, that's that no, f- I just was trying to mention. No, you here. don't pay for them. You <laughs> lease them for three to four years. And <laughs> you lease them. That's a good one. <laughs> that's always my comeback when people say I don't need to pay for my that. friends. <laughs> I don't pay for them. I lease them for three to four years and then I move on. So it's like a car. <laughs>
2: I thought it <laughs> really upset you. But no, that's a great oh, comeback. And, and, and Dave, I was just totally messing because that's you know, one of those things. If it
1: wasn't for a fraternity, Dave, there'd yeah. be no 2 a.m. stories. So. There, yeah,
2: there probably wouldn't be.
1: There's a lot of 2 a.m. stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Brian, uh, enough frat talk. Uh, what yeah, come on. Brian him?
2: needs to come back and give me my kudos yeah, for, for telling such a great picking, story that would make him proud. Yeah, go for it.
1: <laughs> I,
3: I I liked it and now I'm now I'm looking at the live chat. I'm finding out Dilwittit It was one of my rival fraternities. There. Uh, so man, I guess I gotta go to battle with Dilwittit now. Um what was your fraternity, Brian? We were acacia at Pitt Johnstown. What is that? It, it, it just had a Greek name instead of Greek letters.
1: Um I've we never had a heard of a fraternity that doesn't have Greek letters. me neither, but no, it I'm was not, an international not fraternity. Not a fraternity, it was a true St- Greek. He was uh,
3: born in at the University of Michigan in 1903. There you go. There you and
1: go. I was a Lambda Chi Alpha, Boston Boston University 1909. There, there you, go. you go. And deal with it almost died pledging. We all almost died pledging. <laughs> <Dave>. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: yeah, yeah, trust me. All right. Um, go ahead, so <laughs> Dave I thought that was great I I, I love you delving into 2am I'd like to you know one of those things I don't have too many regrets so when I build my time machine I want it to be fun so I want to take guys like Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield back to 1992 or 1991 and hang out at the gingerbread man in Johnstown PA with one Brian Anthony Davis. So I think uh I would just like to see that. I would
2: I would be 13 or 14. No, I'd be All taking right. you know, oh, Okay, you, you take know, it that's the Okay, that's good.
1: Eight-year-old Jeff. <laughs> I,
2: well, I'll be honest with you. Even when, e- even when I was 13 <laughs> years old, I could probably I could possibly pass for getting into an adult establishment.
3: And you know eight-year-old I Jeff is huge. Walking out <laughs> with a few- with a handful of phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, Jeff, James, man,
1: Matt, Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so the the let's talk about the main crux of this show, and that is that I think, in my opinion, and, and a lot of people are going to disagree with this. I want to get your all's take on it. Is that I think there's more pressing needs and, or issues is the word word that we chose for the title than just Matt Canada. Think about the roster in and of itself. Dave and I did our team needs podcast for let's ride on Monday. There's a lot. There's a lot that you could choose from in terms of prioritizing roster needs. And would you say that Matt Canada in the offensive play calling Dave we'll start with you would even be near the top five in terms of concerns that you have for the team heading into 2023.
2: I mean, it, it would possibly be in the top five because but my concern is regression from where the Steelers progressed to the end of the year. Now I understand when, when players, you know, are have the off season and come back that, that they're not going to be the exact same player they were and, and in tune as, the, as they were with the same roster and, and, and all that stuff at the end, but you want your coach to be able to keep rolling right from where he was, where it left off. I don't want to see any kind of regression there. Um, other than that, it's not there, but, this is also the guy that for my top five team needs, my top four were all on defense.
1: Yeah, that's true. What about you, Brian? Where does Matt Canada kind of rank in terms of your concerns for the 2023 Steelers?
3: I'm still saying he's about number three at this point because let we right now we know this. Just like Jeff renting and leasing his friends for three to four years. (laughs) That's what they did with Matt Canada. He's he's a rental looking to buy. He's and that's exactly what is. We just talked about that. That's what's going to happen this year. But the big thing for me is, is he going to regress? Is he going to be like, okay, I got my reprieve. I'm back. All right, let's just go back to all the crap that that doomed us in the first eight games you know that I mean that terrible and look they went seven and two but that offense wasn't anything you're going Woo! they they finally got it so that's I that's where the success kind of scares me a little bit now I get what Jeffrey said and everything but there were a lot of times we're just seeing oh yuck I mean there was a there was still a lot of yuck
1: I'll be honest with you here okay so that for me and we all see the game different, and that's natural. There were a lot of, wow, like this offense. Th- there was one main issue, and that was punching the ball. Finishing the, bench, the drive. Finishing the drive. Jeffrey they, talked about it too. Yeah, that's exactly they, right. That's the big issue. When it came down to those 10-plus 10 play, 10 play drives, I mean, they would just move it methodically down the field. It's tough to win that way. I get it. But, man, there was some promise there. And I, I can't stop thinking about what Najee Harris said after week 18, when he said the difference was, is that we started to actually execute. And he said that every play caller calls the same plays over and over again. But we, as an offense offensive line, all the way through to the skill position players started to actually execute. And so when I hear him say that, and I don't think Najee's the type of guy that is just out there to blow smoke. I mean, he's pretty honest to the media, at least in my opinion, he is. So for me, I'm not saying that Matt Cannon is not a concern, but for me, I think there's more pressing issues with this team and this, and, and this even the offense, than it is with the play caller. Because if they can, if if they can pick up where they left off, that's a big if. It'd be a huge boost. Dave, what do you want to say?
2: Yeah, I mean, and and I I still am concerned with the play calling. That I think that he, you've pointed it out, Jeff, and therefore I notice it all the time. Anytime he gets thrown off schedule it's a problem, you know, a penalty in Any
1: negative play.
2: I'll be honest with you. I felt like the whole offense was thrown off for at least two drives after after Najee fumbled at the goal line. That even even something from a previous drive seemed to throw him off. But, and and, and I don't like the predictability of it. Like when you know when it's run versus when it's pass. But that was going on with Canada's first year as a quarterback coach, because he was doing the run game stuff. Feeney was, and it was so... They were so separate from each other that based on who was on the field and what and how and and how you went to do stuff, you knew if it was going to be a run or a pass three seconds after they break the huddle. Now, also, I, I mean, here's an indication that kind of tells you how how Matt Canada can can kind of get into a to to you know what he's going to do. Zach Gentry started 13 games for the Steelers this year. What does that tell you?
1: They're using a lot of two tight ends or heavy. That down. you
2: knew they were coming out in a run formation to start the game. Yeah, you know that most likely that very first play was going to be a run play. I'll be honest with you, I called the same play the first offensive play of the game. I think every every game I oh well. My, my first year calling plays, I know I called the same play to start every game. The second year, we were running a little bit different stuff. But uh, that, that's just kind of what you do. And, and if you find something that's working, sometimes you just ask yourself, okay, how many other plays do I have to run in between going back to this play because it works so well? That's just kind of how it how it goes. Um, but as long as he can come through and not not be so predictable – and if they, and that the Steelers can, whether they bring in somebody else from the outside, you know, cause you never know, you know, we didn't expect to have a Brian Flores coming on to the defense when, when, when Steelers fans heard of that last year, but it, or someone else that's on there that really can help with the passing game. Some, as, as long as you don't have the predictable play calling, I I think they're fine, but the best way to not have predictable play calling is to be able to run the ball the way he wants to, when they run the, when they call the plays,
1: they want. I mean, if you read Bill Cowher's book, which is a great read, he talks openly about regardless of who the offensive coordinator was, Ken Wizen hunt, or if it was someone else that he had during his tenure at the Steelers, if they ran a play that was working, he'd get on the, the correct channel and he'd say, run it again on the other side. If it works again, Run it again on the other side. He said they would run it until they stopped it. And I was like, wow, like that sounds really high school. Like they like Dave's talking about. Like that sounds like something they would do in high school. He's doing it in the NFL. So sometimes I think that we as fans kind of overcomplicate things. And I do think that sometimes we as fans don't think about what the coordinators are having to work with. Think about Pat Meyer as a new offensive line coach coming into this team. Coming in pretty late too, I felt like. I feel like he was a late hire last off season. I could be wrong, but that's what it felt like. He has all these guys that are trying to gel. James Daniels, Mason Cole, Chukwukor for is a veteran, but you know he's got to work with these new guys next to him. You got Dan Moore and and a competition at left guard. Rookies in Kenny Pickett, Connor Hayward, Jalen Warren. Uh, you have George Pickens. You have Najee Harris only in year two, Pat Fryermuth in year two. When people say that some things were dumbed down, look at what I just said. I mean, anyone that's coached at any level knows that sometimes you have to dumb your thing, dumb things down a little bit, water it down, whatever you, if that's too harsh to say, dumb it down, so that they can run it successfully, and then you can build off of that. I feel like we kind of saw some of that. And yes, the philosophy changed a little bit coming out of the bye week, but not a ton. They just started to execute better. Brian, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, my, my final thoughts is basically you asked what I think the biggest issue is, and it's really the retention of free agents on defense and keeping that defense together. Because, look, you could throw in the fact that, oh, Joby is injury prone. Look, No, he's a veteran. He's gonna have bumps and bruises. We saw him on the list every single week, and how many games did he really miss? Maybe one. one or two at the most. One. One. Yeah, you need a you need to retain a guy, and I'm tired of hearing well, not at that price, not at this. No, if you you still have to field a team, and there's a lot of mentality out there among fans that you know well, unless you're an all pro or a rookie with a arrow severely going up that you got to get rid of them because they understand pieces of the puzzle they don't understand the fact that just like everything you've got to have a uh a low-income guy in there too to fill out a team guys we play fan duel every single week and gotta find that
2: cheap wide receiver
3: absolutely yeah <laughs> you, you do be- you got three spots to fill you gotta find one cheap and one you don't do it so like there's there's a cap for a reason and you've got to have those guys and everybody has their role and they know in-house better than anything so if you say that I've heard people wanting to get rid of Marcus Allen Robert Spillane and Miles Jack this year along with Devin Bush who are you gonna put an inside linebacker who are you gonna who are you gonna, put
2: there? You're gonna move to Marvin Leal back to there too <laughs>
3: yeah, so, <laughs> put next I mean, to, to put next to Mark Robinson there so, you go yeah I mean <laughs> you've got to think about some of these people. Well, I wouldn't bring him back. He's not worth the money. You've got to have somebody in there and somebody that is a tad bit above average is a lot better than an unknown that you're bringing in cheap and you're throwing them in cold.
2: Are you, Dave, what are you
3: going to say real
2: quick? Cause I know we're going to get to our break is that, I know which which GM said this today. I read it today. I know I did. That said, you know, good players are going to get paid a lot of money. I'd rather have good players than than cap space.
1: That's true. That's, that's, that, that, that's
2: what it. he said. He's like, you know, you could talk about having cap space, but if you don't, you know what you got? Good players because you're paying
1: them. You can make shirts that just say F the cap space. Kind of like the Rams <laughs> had the FM picks shirts. Just F the cap yeah. space.
3: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break Uh, of YouTube, Facebook Live. We're not going anywhere, so stay tuned. And if you're listening on audio, there probably will be no ads, and we'll be right back, so uh, we'll be right back.
0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. Excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: All right. We are back. And you probably didn't hear anything. And that's fine. Uh What we're going to do now is fault. we're No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not blaming fine. you. No. I was even telling Dave earlier yeah. today. It's not Brian's fault. They just aren't putting the ads in. So, yeah. none... hey, welcome back. Uh, I want to talk briefly, and I mean really briefly, about the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, we have some interesting games coming up. Saturday, the early game is Jacksonville at Kansas City. The night game is the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday, early game, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Dallas at San Francisco is the night cap. Dave, which game are you excited the most to watch?
2: Um, Honestly, it's got to be Cincinnati-Buffalo. I mean, getting—I was excited to watch that game in Week 17, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. And you know, anyone
1: heard what happened with Demar Hamlin? Like, what the actual diagnosis was? I don't
2: know that they know to say. I wonder if – will they ever really know or will it only ever be speculation? And I don't – and if it's speculation, they might not want to say what it is. I, 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 think, mean, it's, I think it's his say, right whether or not he shares oh, it. Yeah, right.
1: for sure. But they could say that he was struck in the chest so hard yeah. that it caused his heart to stop. Like that yeah. would be okay. I, I, or does he I have a pre-existing condition? Like that was my question. Yeah,
2: I I do not know, but I do know that he's been at the facility multiple times now, which is great news. But to me, I I, I just want to see how that one that one would yeah. be. Um, ultimately, I know who I'm pulling for, but I think I think that that should be a good one this weekend.
1: Who are you pulling for? <sighs>
2: I, you know how we had all those free DraftKings twenty five dollar bets yeah. because I think oh, I, I apparently got a got got Jeff said I must have won an award to where they doubled it or something that they were doubling some people's randomly because yeah. I had a bunch of them, and no I didn't get to make five hundred bucks when the Steelers make in the playoffs that would have been great. You know I, I did put twenty five dollars. <laughs> On the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Good,
1: good, good. Well there you go. That's fine. Yeah. Better than the Bengals. I, I, hey, I I had
2: to use up all these bets. I had
1: like two days it. to yeah. use them up. I so know. I had something. So Brian, which game are you most excited to watch? Man, I
3: tell you what, I've got most of them. You know, in the AFC, I'm riveted by both of these games because the yeah. Jaguars really intrigue me. You know, I don't think they're I know we talked about them covering. I, I know they can win. I still think the Chiefs win that game. I went ahead and picked the Bengals to beat the B- Buffalo Bills, but I would be devastated if that happens because I abhor them. At this particular juncture, I abhor the Cincinnati Bengals more than the Baltimore Ravens this week. Because I found myself rooting for the Baltimore Ravens last week because the thought of anybody in black and orange celebrating being at the Super Bowl again this year, just kind of uh makes me sweat i i just i don't want them ever to win a super bowl you know so look Starting i don't to want sound like marky d. d yeah i man i tell you what <laughs> it's the Bengals. yeah he he abhors the too. So i'm using the word abhor too much i just want to see what happens i'm still really turned off by the entire coin flip by joe mixon um the uh, the coin flip mockery in the end zone. But um, big after that, I thought it was completely bad taste. I bad th- taste. Th- it this, was the NFL
1: was a clown show for even thinking that that's okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> that was what <laughs> yeah, in high school where you have a coin flip. Like, give me a break.
3: I I get that, but you've got first of all a horrible piece of human being for what he did in college oh, and no, everything. I, yes, and then yes, out yes. And, say, and trying to put it... This was DeMar Hamlin's situation. And that was collateral damage, what happened, and all the good that Cincinnati did. Then they're mocking a coin flip when they should have been... Yo, uh, but they handed them straight. the
2: they handed them the North when that
3: shouldn't have been what happened. And they did, Dave. They, they handed, handed them, them the North,
2: north and so- they never should have handed them the North. I still liked my idea of saying, "Hey, the entire AFC North played Buffalo. Cincinnati had their game canceled against them." We do this in softball tournaments all the time. If something happens, you get rained out, but y'all had a similar opponent to to figure out just the North standings. Ignore every team's game against Buffalo. If Cincinnati doesn't have a game against Buffalo, then take away Baltimore's game, Pittsburgh's game, Cleveland's game, and then figure out the AFC North standings. Guess what? Then you would have had exactly what should have been happening going
3: into this game,
2: where if Cincinnati wins, they're the North champions, and if they don't, they're not.
3: Jeff, I'm not yelling at you, but I'm going to go on a bad rant, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you why. Because <laughs> oh, this was I about – I have questions tomorrow.
1: for you too, but go ahead.
3: That's fine. This was about Demar Hamlin. It was the whole situation, and this is something that happened, and it was the best they could come up with, and Cincinnati made themselves the victim, and, oh, we're getting screwed by the league, and they completely discounted everything that happened on that field six days later by a mock coin flip because they made it all about them, and it's classless. And then you have Zach Taylor going out to a Cincinnati bar and giving them the game ball. Oh, give me a break. I'm, I'm tired of this whole Bengal thing already. I want it to go away and go away fast. I will paint my body blue and red if I have to, to will the Bills to beat these <laughs> butt munchers.
2: And just,
3: <laughs> I, I know firsthand
2: how much Brian doesn't care for Bills fans as like so? we were spooning. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Trust me. Now, I don't think that the Bengals joe mixon's coin flip which this is going way off the rails and I'm, yeah, we apologize it's for okay that. i don't it's think right. it has anything to do with demar Hamlin. it's the nfl and the way they were handling the north it was the way they were handling the afc division the afc north division it's still discounted. but my questions hold on my questions for you let me talk <laughs> did <laughs> you like joe horn did with you like joe, joe horn from the new orleans saints when he helped, when he hit the that cell Dave, phone, shut up, right? Is that what yeah, you're talking I, about? Shut up, we're, we're talking I'm about Brian a question.
3: 2003. Did I,
1: you like Joe Horn?
3: I had no problem with Joe Horn at the what time. About I don't Terrell know. Terrell Owens. It, it, it was a stunt with a Sharpie.
1: Yeah, but it's a stunt. This is a stunt. It's the same thing. Did you have an issue with DeMarvin Leal doing chest compressions on Alex Highsmith after a sack against the Browns? I, See, I feel like, you know what? I didn't have an issue with it.
3: You did or didn't? I did not. And the reason I did not have an issue with it, because it it wasn't premeditated. It was like a guy that was there knocked out. He wasn't, I guarantee you, he he wasn't thinking about Damar Hamlin and the situation. But this was premeditated. He had it in his shoe. He had it in his shoe. And he was spitting in the face of the tragedy that happened six days earlier. And that's exactly what he was saying. Okay. Oh, we're getting screwed while a guy is fighting for his life in the hospital.
1: Well, I don't, yeah, again. So we're going to disagree because I don't think that his issue was with the Bills or Hamlin or anything that happened. I think his issue was with the National Football League and how they're handling the AFC North. Dave, they you In a division.
2: No, I was just going to say, didn't. yeah. Um, I could see both ways of looking at it. I'm not going to disagree with what Brian said, but at the same time, I understand exactly what Jeff is saying that that this wasn't this had this wasn't anything to you don't believe this had anything to do with the Buffalo Bills, and I don't either. Yeah. That it was simply of hey NFL, this here's your coin flip. But at the same time, where I agree with Brian is is they they handed the Bengals the North when they didn't win the game to seal. To 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 seal it out. They they did it based on their decision and they could have figured out something better.
1: I'll still never forget Joe Horn going to the field goal post, taking out a flip phone, putting it up to the ear hole in his helmet, and acting like he was on the cell phone thinking that's hysterical. And people <laughs> hate it. Like my dad hated it. TO with the Sharpie in his sock and he signs up. I'm like. That's really funny. Like that's yeah. hysterical. And I even thought that Antonio Brown, when he scored against Washington on Monday night football, he did the little booty dance. That's really funny. Maybe I'm sophomoric. Maybe not. Maybe I am sophomoric. I find that stuff to be hysterical. And so people, they get all up in arms over these celebrations. And I know Brian, it's not the celebration. It was the, the connotation behind it, but man, I just, i hate Hey, that's fun stuff to me. That's fun stuff. So, all right. Let's move on from the playoffs. We went off the rails there. We have some trivia to do. Brian, go ahead. What's your trivia?
3: All right. This is going to be really quick. There are four teams in the AFC remaining, and we know who they are. It's Jacksonville. It's Cincinnati. It's the Chiefs and the Bills. Only one of these teams do the Steelers have a winning record against. Excuse me. Only one of these teams do the Steelers not have a winning record against in the regular season. Who is
1: it? One team that the teams are remaining that they don't have a winning record against in the regular season. I I
3: think it's the Jaguars. Yeah. They are 13 and 14 overall against the Jaguars, but they are zero and two in the playoffs against Jacksonville. There is one more team here that the Steelers are actually, they have, they do not have a winning record. They do have a win against them in the playoffs, but who's the team that they don't have a winning record against in the playoffs.
2: Of those four that are left,
3: Kansas City, yes. they are one and two against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the funny thing the Jaguars, Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills, every single playoff game against those guys were either home or away. They did not split any, they did not split home field with any of those teams. They played both Jacksonville. In both the bills at home in every single one of those games. And they played the Bengals and chiefs on the road in every single one of those playoff games.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Good stuff. All right, Dave, yeah. what's your trivia? All
2: right. First things first. The quick question is, um, when is the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers played a postseason game against a team they did not face during the regular season that year?
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> I listen Brian, do you
2: know?
3: <laughs> I would have to say the Kansas City Chiefs. No, 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 wait, wait. Well, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs in 2016. 2016 season. They
2: they beat the Chiefs in the 2016 season during the regular season. Um that uh Je- Jeff, what's the answer?
1: The Tim Tebow game, the Denver Broncos, the Denver
2: Broncos game. Jeff knows this because this was on at the end of, of stat geek this yeah. morning. So I was just, I, I I thought that was a great trivia. And then I did it on stat geek. I'm like, man, I should have saved it. All right. So I swear
3: but- all of your trivia is just to see if I listened to Stat. Geek.
1: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> let's catch bad okay. and alive. Yeah.
2: No. Hey, um, do either of you know, off the top of your head, how many rushing attempts did the Steelers have this year?
1: Okay, I just did the season totals for the players. I'm not going to get all the I'm going to say 450. I'm going to say 3 350. It was a nice
2: perfect round number of 500. The Steelers had 500 rushing attempts this year. That was 10th most in the NFL. With Atlanta being at the top at 559, Chicago 558, I'm not going to read them all. Okay. How many of those 500 attempts do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers had where they went for negative yards? Now, this does not count quarterback kneel downs. Take out the kneel downs. How many rushing plays do you think the Steelers had for negative yards this year? 50. 35. Jefferson Hartman is really getting close on these. The answer is exactly averaging two a game. It would be 34. Mm. That was tied for ninth best in the NFL. Of of having the fewest for negative yards, so even though sometimes it'd be frustrating, you're like oh man, you know that jet sweep just went for negative five yards. Um, the Steelers didn't have; they were tied with the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills, but technically they weren't tied with the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills only played sixteen games, so so they were just ahead of the Buffalo. They were they had the same number, but they weren't tied with them. There we go. Um, but what's interesting about that is that. None of the teams that had fewer rushing plays than the Steelers were teams that had more rushing attempts. The Pittsburgh Steelers were the only team, they were the only team in 2022 to be the top in the top 10 in rushing attempts and in the top 10 of fewest negative rushing plays. Hmm. And that's all. That, that was all. I just asked the simple uh, questions and then drew the, the conclusion.
1: Nope. There you go. No, no, it. I was waiting he for said, the question. Said,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a little tight. There so you go.
1: All right. Very good. So let's wrap this up with some final thoughts. Brian, we'll throw it over to you. Since Dave just a trivia.
3: All right. I'm just going to continue on the Matt Canada path. And I'm just going to say this. I'm going to reiterate everything that, that I've said. I have been wanting Matt Canada gone for a long time now, but... It's almost like the pilot when you get on a plane. You put your trust in the pilot to get you to your destination safely. So look, I can't stop the fact that Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. But I have I have no choice but to root and hope he gets the Pittsburgh Steelers on offense to the playoffs safely. And if he does that, then really all is forgiven if the Steelers have a fantastic year. If he doesn't, once again, the Steelers are going to make a change and clean it up. So basically at this point, it's already happened. We can't change history. We can't change the decision. All we have to do is hope that the decision was a good one.
1: All right, Dave, final thoughts?
2: Yeah, and some people like to look at the negatives and stuff, and some people like to look at the positives. And would there have been plenty of positives if the Steelers have moved on from Matt Canada? Sure, there was. Would there be potentials for there to be negatives? Yeah, there would be. And I bet you there'd be Steelers fans that wanted him gone that would instantly point out the negatives as well with him being fired. But he wasn't. So if you want to look at the, at the at the negatives, and you want to look at the at the struggling the passing game, you want to look at the points per game, and you want to look at those kind of things. You can, but you can also look at at some of the the good numbers. And if you want good numbers, I'm going to say it again: go listen to Jeffrey Benedict's um, cutting room floor on Tuesday because he really laid it out talking about you know points per drive and things of that nature. But to me, if if there's anything else, if you want to chalk this up as to one thing that you're like, I want to do something to feel okay that the Steelers stuck with Matt Canada, just think then you, then the Steelers rookie quarterback is getting continuity in the system from year one to year two, where he can really focus on other things from year one to year two that he could focus on otherwise than having to do a new system with the new coordinator. That should not have been the sole reason. That should have not been the only reason. If that's the only reason he was retained, that's a bad reason. But if he but if he was retained anyway, then you want to try to find a positive. There you go. I'm trying to give you silver lining. Some fans probably don't even want to hear it right now. And if that's where you are, that's where you are. But you know what? I'm going to be cheering for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care what the name of the offensive coordinator is. I just want to see him go out there, play well, and win football games.
1: Play hard. All right. Hard. Let's <laughs> get out of here. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Steelers preview. Make sure you check us out on our audio side, wherever you get your podcasts. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out?
2: Hey. See you next week. Everybody else gets a little tight.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?